Oh, hi. Hello. It's Dom. And along with my co-host, Amy, we are the hosts of Horror House, True Crime, and The Macabre. If, like us, you have a morbid curiosity with true crime, the paranormal, cults, and more, then our show may just satisfy your curiosities. We release episodes on Fridays and bonus episodes every other Wednesday. You can listen to us wherever you find your podcasts, and you can also find us on Instagram at horrorhouse underscore pod. So, all that's left to say is, until next time, my friends, stay spooky. I'm Carmen. And I'm Joanna. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder. God, we're so off. I love you. I miss you. I miss you too. I feel like it's been so long. It has been 84 years. <laughs> What's it from Titanic when she says it? it's been 84 years? Okay. You want to hear about my dream? Yes. So last night, Joanna, by the way, welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder. Last night I had a dream. I don't know if it was you. It was like an ambiguous best friend in the dream. So who knows? And it was me and I'm like at this restaurant. I'm like, let's go dance on the dance floor to whoever. And no one is dancing, but I'm in yeah. my dream. I'm like, I'm going to go run this place. So <laughs> you, you quote unquote, the best friend and me go to this dance floor and music is pumping and there's lights and I could not find my rhythm. And this is my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Did you wake up and your sheets were all wrapped up? In the dream, I kept trying to dance like, and I couldn't, I couldn't like dance to the beat. I couldn't, I couldn't dance. Have you had those dreams where you try to run? Like I'm a fast runner. And so when I try to run in my dreams, I I can't run fast. And like you're caught up in your sheets the next morning. (laughs) No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. No, but well, similar. If I've had dreams where I've tried to like push someone off me. But I, my hand is in slow motion. Yes. I like gently mush them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. So I wanted to tell you about my dream. There was another thing, but I'm forgetting. Have another yeah. glass of red wine, you twerp. Perfect. Okay. I look right. like I'm in some sterile room. You do. You look like you're in prison. I don't like it. You look like you could be locked up. Locked <laughs> Have you ever seen that show? Locked up? Locked up and what? afraid. Have you ever seen that? No. They talk about people who've gone over to other countries and were arrested. <gasps> they talk about their oh. story. And then there's mm-hmm. one, sometimes when they're telling their story, then they pan out and they're still in prison. Oh, Crazy. Wow. How do they okay, interview those people? They just, I mean, they got to do it. They do what they got to do. All right. Listen, welcome. Okay. okay. Hmm. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder, where we talk a lot of shit up to each other and we never get to the point. Never. Yes. Never. You do. Okay, here we go. Well, let's start over. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder, where where we tell stories that may or may not be true. Today, I, Carmen, am going to tell you a story that could either be the plot of a horror movie or the facts of a true crime case. Let's test out your true crime and movie knowledge and see if you can figure it out before I reveal the truth at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Well, not the end, like 75, uh, 70%. Yeah. Through the show. Before I begin with 
what's sure to be a downer. Let's get an upper and hear about the things people do in Florida that don't exactly make sense to the rest of the world. So, Joanna, Florida man. <laughs> yeah, it's not my finest. I apologize. And it's actually a Florida woman. Hopefully my voice yes, sounds a little bit – I feel like it sounds a little more deeper. I don't know. It is what it is. All right. You've so gone this down is an octave. An octave. A Florida woman was arrested Sunday morning after speeding through a checkpoint, deputies say. The Lee County Sheriff's Office said deputies established a checkpoint at Hickory Boulevard and King's Q to assist with hurricane relief efforts. What did she do, though? Whatever. Okay. However, at 12, around 1230 a.m., Shelby Peters, who was only 24, sped through the checkpoint and did not stop, which the put the sheriff's office said put the deputies' lives in danger. Peters oh. alleged yeah. Well, if you're driving through the checkpoint, Peters allegedly continued down Hickory Boulevard, making a U-turn and driving back through the checkpoint at high speeds. The mm. sheriff's office said a deputy got into his patrol car, patrol car and tried to pull Peters over, who continued to drive erratically, slowing down, speeding up, and swerving out of the lane. According to authorities, Peters finally stopped, but while the deputy called for her backup, he saw her taking a selfie before driving off again mm. when the deputy exited his vehicle. Jacksonville okay. Sheriff's Office. Oh my gosh, hold on. I gotta let my roommate Frankie? in. My prison. That's my cat. Oh, it's Frankie. Yeah, it we me. got the sweetest message on Instagram. And I don't know how to pronounce her handle, but it's A-U-N-H-13. And when Birdie made her debut a couple episodes ago, like clickly, click, 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 mm -hmm. your giant dog. And she sent me a picture. She said, this is my big boy, Henry. He and Birdie can be giant friends together. And it's her big ass dog Saw on the bed. It. And he's so Saw sweet. It. But that was Frankie the cat. Okay, keep going. Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, who were in Lee County to aid with recovery efforts, finally pulled Peters over. This is yet another example of how teamwork led to putting a criminal behind bars where they belong. Yeah, that's from Car uh, Carmine Marcino. This mm. woman's actions behind the wheel show how she truly has no regard for the safety of others. Truly. She was charged yeah. with two counts of fleeing and eluding and driving under the influence and a curfew violation. Oh, because it was during the storm? Was it, this was during this is during Hurricane Ian, and we had sheriffs from Lee, uh, Hillsborough County, all Tampa, over the place. and Jackson. Yeah, and this chickadee thinks that she can go and no. I have to find new interns. <laughs> this is stressful. I'm going to put an ad out on Facebook. <laughs> on Facebook Marketplace, <laughs> no, put a like a LinkedIn, no, no Zip Recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one we used to? We will pay it? you in high fives. <laughs> what was the <laughs> Find one? Find us Florida man. We're like misconnections. What was that page called? Misconnections huh? was a link on Craigslist for people Craigslist. to meet up. That's what I'll do. I'll put it on Craigslist. Oh, Craigslist. The oh Craigslist my God. killer. The Just Craigslist killer. That's a real thing. I'd have to get a different phone number, though, if I found some random person. To find your Florida mans? Yeah, because they could find where I live. Our friend Ralph was very right. concerned about our safety. Ralph, Ralph thinks we're triangulating our location. <laughs> we're slowly. <laughs> okay, listen, people. Since Joanna feels like her Florida man was not top tier, she needs someone to send her some Florida man. So send it. DM or email us. You got this, people. But you can't see it, though. Put Florida man as the subject line, or if it's a DM on Instagram, put Florida man first, and I won't look, and I'll send it to you. Will you I be honest? 
Yes. I don't open Christmas presents that I know are there. Yes, you do. I stopped doing that when I was in high school. (laughs) When I was 24. (laughs) I stopped doing that when I was 31. (laughs) Well, now that we got that out of the way, I have a story to tell you, Joanna. Before I tell you my story, if you will do us a kindness, we'd love seeing the Apple Podcast reviews that we get. We just got the sweetest one recently. So if you have a minute, go ahead and rate and review us. It makes us very happy and it helps with our show and it helps with, you know, just getting us out there to new listeners. So now it's time for me to tell you a story. Joanna, I've had some messages very recently of people saying damn, I am so, must be like too good with horror movies or I must listen to too much true crime because I know almost all of your stories. And then I get the complete opposite where people are mm-hmm. like, I never heard of that ever. Anything you ever say. I've, and Joanna's pointing at herself. That's me. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I'm like, okay. My goal is that whatever story I tell you, I want it to be on the tip of your tongue where you're like, I know this. I know this. Yeah. Have a little fun with it. And yes, we do tell some harder stories sometimes. And sometimes they're movies and sometimes they're true crime. And I still want to be respectful because even if it is like a horror movie that has a difficult, sensitive topic, I feel like people in real life go through things too, or they have Mm -hmm. had a family member who's been hurt or abused or murdered for God's sakes. And, you know, we always try to have a sense of respect. But Joanna and I live on levity. (laughs) And we know going through hard times that if we can be a distraction for you, if we can make you laugh, or if we can just help you deal with weird shit, let's do it. Mm -hmm. That's what I think anyway. And by the way, side note, I know I'm saying this because there's a story coming up, not today, but in the future, that is very heavy. And it could be either way. When I say heavy, I mean scary. (sighs) And drink. Here we go. So I know sometimes we like to start with a question. And my question for today is, how far would you go, Joanna, to protect your child? Oof. I mean, to the end of the world. I honestly had, like, I mean, my daughter's, um, well, she'll be four in November, but like, she was upset one night. She's like, I'm scared of the monsters. I said, I would never let anything ever hurt you, ever. Literally, right? Now, okay. Same. I mean, first of all, I've told my older daughter is 11, so she understands this better than my younger eight-year-old. But I have said flat out, my number one job is to protect you. My Mm -hmm. number two job is to make you happy. And with an 11-year-old who's starting to like test her boundaries, I feel like that conversation is kind of has Mm -hmm. a different connotation because she, you know, I have to set boundaries with her that she might not understand fully. So, Either way, I don't give a shit. I am here to protect you, and a part of protecting you is helping you to make good choices in life, and hopefully, right? Mm -hmm. Well, further, let's continue this discussion into how far would you go to protect your child when you know that they are the ones who fucked up? See, that's so tough. I would, Mm. A, hope I never have to be in that situation, but I almost like- you, I mean, if you flat if they've killed somebody, you can't be like, oh no, oh. no, they didn't mean it. They were a good person. Like, you you got to pay the consequences. I also I'm a big believer of consequences to your actions. So if you yes. mess up, you own up to mm-hmm. it and you pay the consequence. That's my feeling. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I would hate for them to have to go through that. But like, life lesson. I don't know. No, you're. I mean, this is why we're friends. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more because if my child's the one who fucked up. 
as much as it would hurt me to see them hurt, mm-hmm. if they hurt someone else, they're not going to learn and grow and be a better human unless they deal with that. When you know that your child is the one who hurt someone else. You hope that you did right in parenting, which like I know you've said before, like there are no books on parenting. So you hope that you raise them right. And I hate, my biggest thing, I hate when a kid is in trouble or got gets in trouble, they always want to blame the parents. Like my mm, sister like got a teenager? into some, Yeah, my sister got into some really bad trouble. She was not raised that way. She just was very influenced by other people. And I mean, I was in situations where I was like, nope, I'm good. I think mm-hmm. you 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 are you make your own decisions. Your parents help you and guide you. But if you mess up, that's on you. And I don't know. And you have to I feel like you have to let your kids fall sometimes mm-hmm. so they can learn the hard lessons. Agreed. I mean, I hate to I hate to say it, but it's the truth. My daughter's not even like she's still developing in many, many areas of her life. But she knows that there's consequences to her actions for certain things. Yeah. And And, she's got to, this is the time to learn that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because if they, like, my husband is like, just, just give it to her. Just give her what she wants. No. She's never going to learn from that. She's going to be bratty in first grade. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want those phone calls. You know, and then first grade is eighth grade and then eighth grade is 10th grade. And then. Yep. And then it just spirals. It's, it's hard. Parenting is hard and all the books that are out there on parenting, there is no book written for my daughters. Mm-mm. Where's that book? Yeah. Exactly. Or you could take tips baby. and tricks, but that's right. a tip or trick that's not a parent. When you I say tips that. and tricks, I think of <laughs> show me the tips and tricks. Shits Creek. <laughs> like your Why tip- will you ever give me the tips and tricks? <laughs> Stop. Like your tip on Sorry. I had to get my daughter to sleep through the night when she was, I was still feeding her, was a wonderful Mm -hmm. tip. Like she's waking up out of habit. Yes. It took a week and I was, it was so hard, but it took a whole Mm -hmm. week and she began to sleep through the night without a feeding. You know, you have never admitted that to me before. I have. I have told you that. If not, if if I had admitted to you, then I admitted it to maybe Natalie. Someone else. Who was like, oh my gosh, yes, Carmen gave me this really great tip. They're not hungry. They're just, it's a habit. Wow. I feel like the baby whisperer. Yeah. Not to be confused with the actual book, The Baby Whisperer, which exists. No way. (laughs) So you get where I'm going. So that's, I feel like I try to incorporate a theme every now and then. That's a theme. Kayla and her parents are close. They spend a lot of time together being that she's an only child. Speaking of me as an only child, I know what that's like. They go to theme parks, they take family vacations, all of that. Well, now Kayla is 15 years old where everything has changed. I feel like that's the age too where everything is just, it Mm -hmm. scares me as a kid, sure. But as a parent, I'm like, no. Okay. Kayla's parents, Rebecca and Jay, have since gotten divorced and her mom's new boyfriend is about to move into the house. All while Kayla is set to go away for a ballet retreat that she is not looking forward to. I wouldn't it's either. Jay, her dad. Well, she's a she's a ballerina though, so you would think that she would, but she's not looking forward to it now. Mm. It's during the winter vacation from school. I will add. Um, it's up to Jay, her dad, to take her and drop her off. On the way, driving through the snow, Kayla spots her friend Brittany standing at a bus stop, and she makes her dad pull over. 
She's also heading. Well, okay. So she's, yes, but you'll see. Uh, Brittany's also heading to the ballet retreat and her dad, Sam, she said, ditched her as a ride. So she had to take the bus. So Kayla says, why didn't you just, I know. So Kayla says, why didn't you just call me? Like they're already best friends. We're going together. Literally kids are kids. Brittany and Kayla couldn't be more different. Kayla is described as like a plain Jane who doesn't wear makeup. She's down to earth, you know, straight brown hair. While Brittany wears tons of makeup at this like 15 years old, always looks put together. She is just that girl that in high school, you know, lots of like, you know, bright eyeshadow, pink, like hair curled, pinned up, everything. Whereas Kayla is just like, brush your hair out of the shower and let's go to school. So obviously it's summer cold. Did you say when this is? Or no. What year? Oh, current times. Okay. Current times, modern times. So th- is that okay not, with you? Does not help at all. You get really hung up <laughs> when I tell you years. I know. Like, <laughs> like I'm gonna be able to solve it. Like, let me just open that part of my brain where you do though. You have I know. A, you have a formula you have figured out in your brain to determine if my stories are true crime or movie plots. And it's really quite cute. I and you know you. what's funny is that when I was listening to the twofer, I was like, oh my gosh. It's so obvious uh-huh. now. And I'm like, is it obvious because I know it or is it obvious just from you talking about it? I don't know. Go ahead. We'll never know. Um, okay. On their way, Jay has to pull on the side of the road because Brittany tells him she needs to pee. So what would any dad do literally with like two teenage girls in the back and the friend's like, I really have to pee. The girls go off into the nearby woods for privacy. And after too long, Jay goes looking for them because Brittany went off to pee in the woods essentially. He walks into the woods a little and finds his daughter sitting on the edge of a footbridge that is over a river, a fast moving Uh river. And did I mention it's winter? So there's snow, there's ice and the water. Yeah, the water is cold. Jay confronts Kayla asking, where's your friend? And all Kayla can say is, we were just joking around. Something bad happened and Kayla is just... She did something bad. Jay actually goes down to the riverbank, jumps in the water, screaming at this point because he can't find Brittany. He frantically runs to their car to get the phone and call 911 when Kayla stops her dad and says, Joanna, she says, I pushed her. She was being a bitch. I pushed her and she fell. And she says this to her dad repeatedly. Oh. So, yeah. That's it. Oh. Yeah. Now, what would you, what would you do in this scenario? Like, I think as the parent, I have no fucking clue. I'm with my kid and this, just put your head in this space where her friend is suddenly missing. There's a rushing river, ice cold. And she tells you she was being a bitch and I pushed her. Oh, oh my God. Does, oh, like, yeah, it's so hard to put yourself um, until you're in that situation. You don't know what you're going to do because you can say how you're going to react, but until you're actually in there, yeah, dealing with it. I mean, he's probably like, oh, <sighs> let's go. Let's go. I don't know. What do you do? Well, what Jay actually does is he does not call 911. He drives straight to his ex wife's job, interrupting her in her office, pulling her aside. And tells Rebecca, Kayla's mom, nothing. Because communicating with your ex is fucking sucks. Let me put it that way. 
He goes to her job, but he doesn't tell her what's going on right away. But of course, Kayla ends up telling her mom what she did. The first thing Jay and Rebecca do is discuss getting a lawyer. They still have not called the police at this point, and Brittany is still gone. They argue about what should have been done. People who are divorced, who are co-parenting, argue oh, all the time. <laughs> Personal experience, hashtag. Um, but they argue about, like, she and him fight about what they should have done at the scene, how it could have been made better. And it's Rebecca who says that Kayla, what Kayla did is second-degree murder. But Jay didn't see it that way as the dad. But at the end of the day, she was mad at her friend. She pushed her off the bridge, so she said. But Jay refuses to believe that his quote-unquote baby daughter, his baby girl, mm. would purposely kill or hurt someone. And he basically says, it's too late. It's too late. What can we do at this point? No one saw them. No one knows they were there. And they need to keep this a secret. I mean, I've had disagreements with my girlfriends. And even when I was younger, I've never pushed anybody into a raging river. Well, yeah, Joanna, obviously. I can say that when I, or have you, when I was growing up, and I think you're going to, I don't know how you're going to react to this, but I had some rage issues when I was young. <laughs> but I never pushed anyone off a bridge. I will say that. <laughs> I pushed someone down a set of stairs. Katie. I've okay. punched a person in the face. Whoa. <laughs> what? Who'd you punch in the face? A guy. Deserved. Yeah, I was single. And my friend's husband at the time was like, we went to a bar and he's like, good guy, good guy, not good guy. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to talk to him. Avi. <laughs> the waving red single flag. Ready to mingle with the red flags. So yeah. talked to him all night. Come to find out he was engaged. And I was like, you're engaged? He goes, and? And Wait, I how just, old were you? Mm, over 18. Oh, gosh. I was in okay, my okay, okay, late okay, okay, 20s. Okay. My fist. And I just <gasps> went like this. And I just. Holy shit. Right in the chin. He was like. It was like the talk of like their little group. Because <laughs> he got punched by. I was, and I, then I ran away because I was so scared. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm going to get arrested. Well, how did you go from saying, are you married to punching him? I feel like I'm missing some steps here. No, I said, are you? No, I said, I heard you were engaged. And he uh -huh. goes, yeah, and? And I'm like, you've been but flirting what? and buying me uh -huh. drinks all night. I didn't know he was engaged until, mm. yeah. And then apparently like a couple months later, the fiance broke up with him. So, Well, maybe it was the punch in the face that really, mm. all right. Well, this whole story is fucked up, so. As they all are. So I guess it's time to keep going since yes. we have our internet. I don't know where we're going, but we're just going to try. Okay. Well, since I'm telling you this story, I think it's safe to say that the secret that they decided, the Rebecca and Jay, the parents, to keep was not kept because I know Obviously. about it and I'm telling you. Obviously. They wanted to keep it a secret. Uh, it didn't fucking work. Even though Rebecca is not on board with this plan. It's her that ends up burning the clothes in a fire that Kayla was wearing that day because she knows it could be used as evidence if it ever comes out. So even though she tells Jay, I'm not okay with this, our daughter committed second-degree murder. At the end of but, the day, she went to the fire pit in her backyard and burned Kayla's clothes. But do we know clothes. that the other girl is dead? They know that Jay was trying to find her and went in the water looking for her and it was a rushing like 
river, stream, I don't know, something like that. It's easy to assume that Brittany is gone based on what they experienced. If you say she comes back, so help me, God. Oh, so help you, God. So help me, God. As the day goes on, Kayla acts like nothing happened. This 15-year-old girl. I know teenagers have this capability of acting one way when they feel another way inside. That is true Mm -hmm. because I know I did that. Like I remember, I'm going back to when I was a teenager. I remember if I was upset about something. For example, and I know my parents don't listen to this, but if you do, I apologize. Mom, dad, I love you, but buckle up. I had lost my virginity. Hello. (laughs) I was not happy about it. I felt ashamed. I felt embarrassed. And I felt like I wasn't ready when I did it. So when I was at dinner with my family, my parents, my only child over here, and those following days, I remember it was very obvious that something was wrong with me. So when my parents would ask me what was wrong, I remember giving them a fake story that was not even anything true at all just to appease them like, oh, I'm fighting with my friend or something like that. Mm. And it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. And it made them feel better and it got them off my back because there was no way this 80s kid, me, was going to talk to my parents about losing my virginity because that was not a thing we talked about, you know, unfortunately. And I hope, surely, surely, S-H-I-R-L-E-Y, my good friend, Shirley, I hope that my children will tell me everything. You know, that's the fake dream I probably have, but we hope. Okay. So when Kayla's acting like nothing happened, that's at least how she's acting to her parents. I guess we can say that to be fair. Okay. So, okay. Where were we? And the, okay. So teenagers, as we know, you can't fully understand the consequences of your actions. Well, because look, that logical part of your brain has not developed yet. 100%. Um, Even when her parents can't adjust to the situation or how Kayla is reacting to it, like they are even like, this is fucked up. Where Rebecca, the mom, is freaked out about her acting so normal, Jay, the dad, feels like Kayla is just in shock. It's kind of like uh, mom is always on the what's really going on and dad is always like my precious angel can do no wrong. It's Mm, like one of those. I feel like I'm the opposite. But – when parents, when you're divorced and you're co-parenting, you have no choice on what happens on the other end of the line, and which yeah. makes it hard. Rebecca and Jay do try and come up with a cover-up story. They're trying to cover their bases, and it's this is what it is. It's that Kayla got sick at Dad's house when he was going to take her to the ballet camp. Mm-hmm. So that's why she didn't go. So she stayed home from ballet camp because she got sick. And remember how I said he went to Rebecca's job the day, like that day? Mm -hmm. And the story is that because Kayla has asthma, that he was just going there, stopping there to pick up her inhaler. She didn't feel good. End of story. So that's their their plan. That's it. Well, the twist in this story is that Kayla admits to her parents that she did it, pushing Brittany on purpose. It was not an accident. She pushed Brittany into the water and it was not by a slip of hand. She tells her dad, I pushed her because of you. Mm-hmm. The dad. She tells that to her dad, Jay. Brittany has a crush on the dad. I mean, what the fuck? It's very weird. It's very weird. And this is all just like the worst kind of mind fuck as a parent. You love your baby. You raise them. You wipe their butts. You cut their grapes. They're angels walking this earth. 
And when they make a horrible mistake, you want to protect them. But this is another level. And then they betray you to the extent because Jay is a great dad. He never fucked around with Brittany, with any minor, never. Now let's get back to Brittany standing at that bus stop that I mentioned in the beginning because you had a a reaction to that. She claimed her dad ditched her. That's what I told you, but not Mm -hmm. exactly. She and her dad had had a fight. And being the angsty teen she was, she took off on foot on her own. Her dad never ditched her. Mm. Sam initially assumes Brittany just ditched ballet camp when he realizes his daughter is not there. He thinks she, because she has had a tumultuous past. It takes Sam, Brittany's father, days to realize there might be something wrong. And who does he go to right away? Her best friend's parents. Yes. He goes right to Kayla's parents. And this is the first lie. Because Rebecca, Kayla's mom, has to tell Sam that she hasn't seen Brittany and Kayla is homesick. Well, technically she hadn't seen her. Well, I mean, yeah, technically, if you want to go there, you're not wrong. In these kinds of situations, I feel like people always use these opportunities to look guilty. And what do you think Rebecca and Jay do? Like you don't, they don't realize how guilty they look. What do they do? They decide to go out of town with Kayla. They decide let's just skip town. When really, like if you look at all of these cases in history with this kind of shit happening and you look at fucking, they went out of town. They went out of town. They went, like it's a red flag. Like you and your red flags with that man you were dating who you punched in the face. I didn't date him. I just talked to him that one night. Okay. <laughs> so they decide, this is good. They decide to go out of town with Kayla because the they two wanna, of the three of them. They do. On their way to pack up their car, Brittany's dad actually shows up to the house in person looking for Brittany. He thinks the girls, as he says, Sam, Brittany's dad, he says they're just up. Are they up to something? Like, what's going on? Are they in trouble? Are they planning, plotting? Like, what the fuck? Like, where's my kid? And he wants his, he just wants to know that his daughter is safe. They don't let Sam talk to Kayla. Who, who the fuck would? This is when he, finally goes to the police. It takes Brittany's dad days because he first has to find out that his daughter's not at camp, at the fucking ballet camp. Then he finds out, he assumes she's fucking off with Kayla and then this is like, whatever. Well, before Sam has a chance to launch a missing persons case for his daughter, Rebecca and Jay decide to beat him to the punch. (gasps) Oh, okay. I thought it was to beat him. No. Okay. Joanna, these parents trying to protect Kayla, this is why we started this conversation with what would you do to protect your child? And I know you and I are on the same page. We would never do this. Rebecca goes to the police station and she herself expresses concerns about her daughter's friend not being seen for days, that her dad showed up at their house and scared her and made her uncomfortable. And she tells the police that Sam, according to her, might be abusing his daughter, Brittany. What the fuck? She's laying out an entire fake narrative in case they get caught, all to protect Kayla. And, you know, like, okay, so divert, diversion, if you will. They believe 100% Brittany's dead. There's nothing you can do about it. Kayla admitted it. Kayla admitted it. Kayla admitted it. 
and they know she's going to go to prison if this goes to the police. So it's like, what harm will it do to them? And not to me, to them. What harm will it do if I just cover up my tracks? That's what they think that they're doing to keep their daughter, daughter out of prison. Has this ever worked in the history of martyrs? I mean, unfortunately, yes. But in this case, I'll no. just tell you. You know how I said that Kayla's acting like nothing's wrong? Mm-hmm. Well, that's on the outside. And we talked about this, as I told you, my story that I honestly kind of regret sharing. <laughs> Don't ever regret sharing anything. Deep down, she feels like, Kayla feels like, no one likes her. The boys don't talk to her, and she's never been as pretty as Brittany. Oh, that's that's like our relationship. Oh, my God. I'm so Kayla. the pretty one? I'm Kayla. <laughs> I'm going to push you in a river. That is not true. I feel like I'm Kayla, and you're Brittany, and I want to be more like you. <laughs> we're, we're both Kayla. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sweating. Oh, God. I started this with a sweater on, and now I want to take off my shirt. I got to show. I got to put on my thinking cap. I just <laughs> nodded out of my nose. <laughs> Does that really say thinking cap? Brett got it for me for Mother's Day. Why? What because, was the reason? Because it's from Stranger Things, and Dusty wears a thinking cap, so Brett got me a thinking cap. Where were we? At this, point, here. at this point, I'm literally just going to flip a coin because I don't know where I'm at. Okay. You know how I said that Kayla is acting like nothing is wrong? Yeah. Well, that's on the outside. So to cope, she cuts. <gasps> oh, no. I know. She says it helps with the pain. So while on the outside, her parents are like, she's not even reacting. But on the inside, she is. And I can assure you, there are other ways to cope with pain that don't involve Self-harm. Self-harm. Yeah. Rebecca did know about the cutting, and she did take Kayla to a therapist. But sadly, it still continued and is increasing now. Mm. Well, the police do eventually go by their house, but it's not to accuse them of Brittany missing. It's to ask about the possible abuse that Rebecca reported. And the detective, Detective Staccato, speaks with Kayla. When was the last time you saw each other? Have you seen bruises on Brittany? How often do you spend time with her? Does she talk about her dad? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Kayla reveals to the detective that Sam has a bad temper. He gets mad at Brittany all the time, that they fight, and that he hits her a lot. Oh, no. And this is all the detective needs. And now anything else Sam says to the police will be looked at through clouded lenses. The sad part is everything Kayla said to the police, Joanna, a lie. was a, a lie. lie. Yes. Bullshit mm-hmm. completely made up. Whether all of this is true about the abuse, it doesn't matter at this point because it's hearsay. But what isn't hearsay is that Sam, even after four days, hasn't filed a missing person report on his daughter. It's weird. How How the fuck? It would take me four hours. It would take me four minutes, a half an hour. Yeah. And I'm like calling the cops if I don't yeah. know where my fucking kids are. If I found God out damn. that she wasn't where she was supposed to be, mm-hmm. no. Yep, we're on a mission. And I know we've talked about this before, Joanna, about how our kids are small. I also have teen daughters that are Brett's daughters. If they were like four days, my loves, what I'm calling the that? cops at hour three. Yeah. <laughs> now, when I'm at work and my daughter's at daycare and I'm like, what is she doing right now? 
Okay, go. Exactly. I don't know how I'm alive right now with <laughs> all of the basements okay. I used to well, go into. Oh, good Lord. Oh, my God. Michigan basements. We have ma- basements in Florida. Yes, the New beer Michigan pong. Or- Gosh. You know, I didn't learn what beer pong was until like. Amy, like, put this I on your list. Like, I mean, <laughs> Amy, shut up with Amy's list. <laughs> I was a good, I was a full-blown adult when I first heard about beer pong. I was not innocent. We had very different childhoods. I just didn't know about beer pong. Okay, fair. Okay, keep going. Okay. On Sam's side, he says that because Brittany has run away before, he says, the cops aren't taking me seriously. They won't let me file a missing oh. person's report. Okay. So now you get it. At the end of the day, at, blah, 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 at uh, wine, at the end of the day, a young girl is still missing and Detective Barnes and Staccato do take it seriously. And in their investigation, they go through Brittany's cell phone records finding that the last ding came a day after she was last seen. (gasps) And the tower that picked it up dinged downtown, downtown in their town. And who lives downtown? Who has an apartment downtown? Sam. No, not Brittany's dad. Jay, Kayla's dad. (gasps) Don't you dare tell me. No, 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 no. Don't go thinking anything. So far, persons of interest have not been named but all leads are being investigated. The detectives do start asking questions and question Kayla more with her parents' permission, of course. But this time they ask if the girls... Okay, so at first it was like, Kayla, what's up? What's up with Brittany? And Kayla reveals that Brittany's been abused by her dad, basically. And I told you it's a lie. When the detectives go back after they find out there was a ding on her phone at her dad's apartment, it starts changing. Kayla, have you and Brittany ever fought before? Kayla, do you know someone named Jeremy Richards? A boy Brittany had in her contacts. A boy that Kayla, that was supposedly Kayla's boyfriend. But why is he in Brittany's contacts? Just stay with me, Joanna. Listen. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, a few weeks before the quote-unquote accident, Kayla accused Brittany of stealing her man. All in email, actually. So Kayla is not texting Brittany, but she's emailing Brittany. You're stealing my man. What the fuck? Back off, bitch. But, <laughs> but they're still like best friends. Like it's weird. High school is weird. It's just so weird. Weird. There's an email where Kayla threatens to kill Brittany. Big fucking deal. And who gets a hold of all these emails? The detectives, because they have access to everything with the parents' permission. Detectives question Jay about that day and ask if he and Kayla were in the vicinity of the Hopewell Bridge, which is the bridge that she went missing. And he says, no, no. I, you know, Kayla was sick. That's it. She needed her inhaler. I went to her mom's job, period. But what was found in the area of the river and what do you think could have possibly been found In the vicinity of the Hopewell Bridge, evidence was found. Can you take a fucking guess? Well, I mean, how long has it been? Days. 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 It's not footprints because if it's snowing, the footprints Mm -hmm. are probably already gone. Mm -hmm. An article of clothing. Kayla's inhaler. Because she has asthma, she had dropped an inhaler there. Oh. Yep. Fucking A, man. Because if you really go back and if you go back to that day, 
Kayla was freaking the fuck out. Yeah. I pushed her. I pu- like she told her dad right away. She didn't lie. She told him I I pushed her. And she like needed her inhaler because she was having like an anxiety attack. Bi- she's know, having like, buyer's remorse. It worked into <laughs> buyer's remorse. <laughs> Pusher's remorse. Oh gosh, darn. Pusher's remorse. Okay. Gosh she darn, that was the most PG thing you've ever said. I need to put my thinking cap back on. <laughs> <laughs> she had pusher's remorse and pusher's remorse. Yeah. I think we just yes. came up with a title. <laughs> <laughs> I need to uncross and cross my legs. So after this, Rebecca and Jay make another decision that will turn this whole story around. And I'll tell you what it is. Finally, well, finally, because we took 15,000 breaks. After you tell me if this is the plot of a horror movie or the facts of a true crime case. Okay, so wait, so wait, you never mentioned anything more about the inhaler being found on the crime scene. Well, I told you now. They found it late. No, they found it after the fact. The detectives went and found it after the fact. Okay, maybe I didn't explain this well enough because Sam did tell the detectives because they're like, when did you last see your daughter? They got in a fight. They got in an argument. She took off and she went to the bus stop. So they went to that bus stop and that bus stop was near, you know, they searched the vicinity and they searched the area and there's a river nearby. They searched the bridge, the footbridge that she was eventually pushed off and they found the fucking inhaler, Joanna. Oh my God. Oh, you're stressing me out. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I'm always stressed. Okay. Stressed and impressed. Mm, Movie. Movie. It's a movie. Is it really? It is a movie. Yes. I'm getting too good at this. All right, Joanna. This is a movie. The title of this movie, you're going to love it. Are you ready? It's called The Lie. Look at you. You're like backing up and it's from 2020. So let's keep going with the plot. I want you to understand this is a movie. Boom. You called it. So they decide to plant Brittany's purse and phone buried in her dad Sam's yard. They is in this fucking dumbass Jay and Rebecca fucking fucked up parents. Don't defend your child if they kill another child. What the fuck? I have not let my feelings be known this whole time. Those are my feelings. They're going to plant Britney's purse and phone buried in her dad's yard. What purpose? To frame the dad. It's her purse. As the murderer of his daughter. But it's her purse. Her items should be at the house. But buried in the yard? But what the... uh, Okay. They're doing it to make Sam look like a piece of shit and they are fucked up for this. So... Jay turns on Brittany's phone so that it will ping on a tower at her dad's house and then bury it in the ground. Sam sees them outside doing this because he's in the fucking house and confronts Rebecca like, where the fuck is my daughter? And I know you're protecting Kayla. He says he knows Kayla did something to his daughter. They get in an altercation and Jay stops just short of choking Sam out. Yep. Stop. Yep. They get in a fight on the floor with Sam choking and declaring he knows that they are hiding something. So then 
Sam and, or I'm sorry, Rebecca and Jay get in their car after this fight and they decide to speed off. And I'm going to pause right here. If I was Sam and my daughter was missing and my, and I knew my daughter kind of like fucked off, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, where the fuck is my kid? Let me talk to your kid who's my daughter's best friend and you, they get in a fucking bullshit all the time. Where's my daughter? Like, I'm sorry. Okay. So I dive, I digress with red wine. So, (laughs) so Rebecca and Jay tried to bury the phone, try like the evidence in Sam's yard. They got caught. So they, you know, and then Jay and Sam get in the fight. So then they speed off in their car, driving away. Somehow fucking Sam is standing in the road even though they've driven like a half a mile away from his house, probably it's like Michael Myers bullshit. Maybe he took a, like a side route through the woods to catch them on the road. I don't know. They're in their car. And with Rebecca driving, she slams right into Sam. Boom. He crashes into the wind- windshield. Windshield? Windshield. Yes. <laughs> and then the closed caption, Joanna, because I hate closed caption, but you have gotten me fucking started on closed Sorry. caption. Only when I watch movies for this podcast, the closed caption said body splats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your cackle. It was so gross. Jay gets out to check on Sam and his body is like fucked up like, uh, you know, he's laying there crying, Sam, and saying, please help me reaching out his fingers toward them. It's so sad until his hand goes limp and he dies. It's really sad. So the parents of the year, Rebecca and Jay, decide after fucking killing Sam in the road to go home. They're upset. They're crying. They're being codependent as fuck, hugging and getting the award for the worst parents in history, in my mind. They take a nap on the couch together and they wake up to Kayla making them breakfast after they have just killed Brittany's dad. Wouldn't there be a dent on their car? Let me get to it. I'm about to talk about that, Joanna. They have a sad meal together with Rebecca crying on her toast and Kayla offering an I love you guys before leaving the house to know who the fuck knows where she's going. Rebecca and Jay later clean their blood-stained car in the garage using old rags. And yes, there are, you know, there's damage. Miraculously, though, the windshield isn't cracked and there's no major damage to this apparently tank of a fucking vehicle. They wash the bloodied rags in the sink. And as they're finishing up, Joanna, my jaw hits the floor. It better not be. Brittany. Better not be. In a pink bubble jacket, walks through the door of their nope. garage. Nope. <laughs> I don't and believe it. And she says, is Kayla home? Nope. Brittany reveals, Joanna, my jaw was on the fucking floor. Brittany reveals, this was all a prank because she wanted to see her boyfriend. So Kayla and her came up with this as a scheme. And Kayla was just going along with it the entire time. Meanwhile, her parents have just murdered someone. Brittany gets weirded out because she obviously walked in on a weird situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. She walked in on them cleaning her 
father's blood off of their car. And she says, I'm going to go see my dad. And Rebecca tells her, just go home. Go home. You could feel the tension when they realize what their daughter has done. Joanna, I want you to watch this movie and just fucking flash forward to this scene because it is, you could cut it with a butter knife. The piece of shit that Kayla is and that she's a monster who caused an absolute shit show. The parents, they go like, they're like zombie faced at this point. They're like, what the fuck? They go in the house to approach Kayla. She acts innocent. Kayla thought it would be funny to act like I pushed her. She planned all of it. I was going to tell you, I swear. Crying and putting on a whole show. She says she was going to tell them the truth, but she heard them laughing together in the bathroom and reminded her of when she was little and when they were a happy family. Mm -mm. God damn. Gosh darn. I was watching this thinking that her parents were going to punch her in the face with the way that they were looking at her. Those actors were like, fuck you. But that's not what they did. She cries and she says she's so sorry, but it's all fake as fuck. She says, please don't leave me and tries hugging her mother who just murdered a man for her. And then they hug as a family, the three of them. The doorbell rings, someone bangs on the door and there's police sirens outside. That's the end of the movie. What a stupid movie. Uh huh. How did you come what across is, this? I come across a lot of shit. I obviously. When I was looking up information on the movie, I came across <sighs> the website called thisisbury.com. And they said this, which I thought was interesting, Joanna. This is the, they said Brittany and Kayla had half a plan. So here's like, if you think about it, the teenagers, like, here's their plan. Number one, act like they were fighting over a boy on email. Number two. Oh, yeah. Right? Number two, Brittany has to fight with her father to get to the bus stop alone. Number three, Kayla has to spot her and stop the car to pick her up with her dad. Number four, Brittany has to request a nature break in the vicinity of the bridge. Then Brittany and Kayla head to the bridge. Brittany leaves to meet and go with her boyfriend for a while. All, they didn't you know, secretly. Obviously, her boy for her phone is off. Right, 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 right. She didn't take her phone. Next. Oh. Yeah, next, Kayla has to lie, saying she pushed Brittany over and killed her. And then the next part in the plan, record scratch, screech, end of plan. Like, that's all that they thought of, and that was it. They didn't think of the, yeah. Ugh. They didn't think of the repercussions, that the cops were going to get involved, and her parents have just killed someone. It's wild. Joanna, my, I want you to watch it. I know you're not no. going to watch it all. Skip to the last 15 minutes and you will be like, what, what is it on? Oh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. No, okay. All right, okay, okay. I was ready to give this movie a two out of five, Joanna. No. It was boring. It was, it was kind of boring at some parts, but I never saw the twist coming. It threw me. So with that in mind, I give it a 4.5 out of five because of the twist. And it was really pathetic to me to see this girl manipulating her parents for their love. Like it was so psychologically twisted. She cried and begged the same way she did the whole movie. Like the whole movie, she cried and begged the whole way. And it was all a lie, except it just made no sense. Every tear was a lie. So how can you take it 
as reality. The title of the movie is perfect, The Lie. IMDb gives it a 5.8 out of 10, but I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Wow, you did not match that rating. <laughs> I don't look at the rating until I rate it, Joanna. It was written and directed by Vina Sud and featured Joey King as Kayla. And you know who Joey King is. She's the girl who played Gypsy Rose in the act on Hulu. Yes. And she's also in those Netflix movies with the kiss, with the kissing booth. They're so cute. Yeah, yeah. That was a cute movie. Oh, she's such a good actress. She played this girl to a T. A final word to the wise. Don't lie to your parents claiming Don't. that you <laughs> claiming that you accidentally on purpose killed your best friend and don't go along with them covering it up because they might actually do it and then a real person might get killed and your parents will go to jail forever. The end. Forever. So don't Gosh. Don't do it. Crazy fucking teenagers. Gosh. Dang. Darn. Carmen, your cost count was out what? of control. Oh, come on. But you can't include the times that we lost Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> 67. Oh, really? You're holding it up. Yay. It's a lot. I think it's because it had to do with kids. Are you Are you disappointed in me? No, I'm impressed. I literally was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything to do with kids is just... Don't fuck around. Fuck around and find out. Let's put it that way. Exactly. All right. Guys, we've... <laughs> Okay, we record or sorry, we release these episodes every other Saturday at 8 a.m., but we record them whenever the fuck we get a chance. Oh, 68. 68. We started recording tonight at 8 p.m., and it is now 10.51 p.m. Oh, well, that's because I was having technical difficulties. And then we were talking. We cut stuff out when, you know. When You're like a therapy fuck? session. It is a therapy session. Speaking of, Joanna, and I'm comfortable sharing this to, you know, whoever needs to hear it. I've recently started going to therapy and for the first consistent time in my life. I've gone to like one-offs, mm -hmm. but the first consistent time. And it has taken me this long to get to a point after trauma and a divorce and co-parenting and things I went through in my past to realize maybe this will actually help me yeah. and not hurt me. And I'm very much looking forward to Kelly, my therapist, and our conversations and everything she has to offer. So if you're out there and you are just thinking about it and you have the chance, just do it. Why not? Just do yeah. it. Find you a Kelly. Yeah. Seriously, we've been talking for a very long time. Well, we haven't seen each other in person in a while. Well, guys – Thank you for stopping in. Remember to live, laugh, and don't be like Kayla. Don't put push your friends off a bridge. Fake push your friends. Oh, she yeah, she didn't actually do it. Don't pretend to push your kids off a bridge. Your kids. Friend. Oh my god. Don't pretend oh to push god. your friend off a bridge. Let her go missing and let your parents kill her dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't do that. Just don't murder. Just don't murder. Okay? No. It's not acceptable. What do we say at the end? Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Oh my gosh, no. What if somebody was out there? I almost, have you ever freaked yourself out by your own yes. shadow? Yes. At a window? Yeah. Yes. I've done that before. I can't tell you enough. Yes, I have. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. 